This is a Crow's Nest podcast. Anyway, sorry, I never am professional or prepared for anything, but uh, thank you guys so much for coming on the sh- on my show. I am a little out of it right now, not not for any reason, just because I'm really excited to talk to you guys. Because yeah, that's mind boggling to me. <laughs> yeah, and, mind boggling, and just the fact that you said re-listening uh, that's not healthy. No one should do that. Yeah. I, and, and you should know, like, to get Rob to talk, you don't have to tell him that you want to listen to him. He'll talk to you either way. <laughs> <laughs> like just, oh, me too. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's not a bad quality. Um, I'm um, I'm a voracious talker myself. I visited. We visited our family when I was in Florida, and one of the things that my mom brought up on the drive home was like, "You were really talking up a storm back there." It's like, thank you, mom. That makes me feel a lot better. Oh, so Not you're to blame reason. for what's happening in Florida right now? Probably. Yeah, you, you're you're why my you're why my ca- conference got canceled. It's your fault. I mean, to be perfectly fair, did you want to go to a conference in Florida? I'll go to the beach for a few days. That's fine with me. I mean, yeah, I was kind of excited to go. Uh, Florida, I, Florida, and Arizona is God's greatest creations and His worst people. That is true because I will say where we were, it was this tiny little town called Port St. Joe. It's the Port St. Joe. It's the kind of place where it takes in order to serve two brown people, it takes the duration of three white orders <laughs> to finish it. Mm-hmm. And, and you get to watch that happen right in front of you. It's great. Oh, wow. um, and we went souvenir shopping in the next town and there was a sign that I've only seen in textbooks. It said, do you speak English? Thank a soldier. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah, Florida is fucking wild and I hope I hope it just gets flooded and the gators re- reclaim it. Honestly, I'd be down for that. And Rob, I came close to just putting crawl into my basket online and buying it. Come fucking sucker. <laughs> I bought a kilt today, so I am also a sucker for buying things online. Do I need one? No. I have absolutely no idea what I'm going to do with it. So you came close or you bought it? I, oh, I did buy it. I, it's a pink oh, okay. kilt because I have no self-control whatsoever. <laughs> Sorry, I just remembered that we're actually here to talk about Titanic-related things. But I, Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I, I feel like you're going to be disappointed by our Titanic knowledge. I don't That's, think so. I feel like we're going to be exposed as frauds here. Yeah, because I so I've listened to... Uh, a, a couple episodes, probably three or four, full all Sorry the way through. That. And like, you have the Titanic heads on, where like you will talk to people and be like, oh, yeah, April is a month of like mourning and we all have rituals and whatnot. And I don't. Yeah, but we're, we're, we bring a very unique angle to this because no one has taken longer to watch Titanic than we. That's true. You can watch it one minute at a time. Rob. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we spent longer talking about it than people spent on the actual ship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? <laughs> 
I mean, we, I think it's like 80 hours edited. I mean, there's stuff that wasn't even included oh, to cut out. Yeah. yeah. When, oh, you, when, you fa- when you factor in all the, like, you know, Meek's technical issues, we easily cap that uh, yeah. four or five so days there. Like, we'll just stick to that. Like, if yeah. you've got a question about Titanic, the movie, uh, where are your people? Uh, we don't particularly like it that much. Well, I guess we kind of like it. It did. It did break my brain talk, talking about. <laughs> and this I'm, is literally the first time I've thought about the, that movie or that event since we finished. So oh, it's actually hey, kind of nice to go back. Hey, hey, guys, are you ready to go back to Titanic? <laughs> we've got to. <laughs> oh, we've got to go back. I'm at, Well, so I listened to a bit of. I have not gone all with you, but I was listening to a free podcast, which always gets that circus theme stuck in my head, and I cannot get it out for like three goddamn days. Um, just walking around my house, like do 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 do. Everyone's like, yeah, Jesus. Thank you, God. General but, Cinema's um, uh, Midwest movie jingle from the early nineties. <laughs> it's very unique. But um, on your Magic Mike episode, you guys actually mentioned something along the lines of like, we spent so goddamn long on Titanic and I don't remember that movie at all. And I remember thinking perfect right. because I think that yeah. makes for a better discussion. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I actually, uh, I don't know what came up, but someone, I think in like real life Titanic came up and I was trying to reference, I know, I now know, mm-hmm. but I was trying to reference Fabrizio and for the life of me, I couldn't think of his name. I was like the guy, the Jack's friend he talks like Mario. Yeah. And I couldn't think of what it was. And I was like, how did I forget that? It's, I mean, it's kind of like the, the more times you complete a task, the less you remember of each individual moment. Like how many stories uh-huh. could you, do you guys remember about you brushing your teeth? For example, you know, <laughs> so, so, yeah. so we just recorded so many episodes. Like, I mean, there were so many times it's just all gone. Yeah. I mean, I remember I haven't watched the movie since we, stopped production in what 2018 so yeah yeah so rob's a sicko and said he was going to watch it again did you do that no 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 i'm on record i still (laughs) i still think that movie slaps it's good i do too um, I think it's a great movie. I, it I, has flaws. I think that's a good thing. I think I'm saving it up for the the re-release in January. Mm-hmm. Uh, originally, Cameron mm-hmm. was going to put it out next year. But I think I it's know. coming out on Valentine's Day. Oh so, uh, yeah, yeah that's baby. What the latest thing oh, said or around Valentine's Day, something like that. So, I, that man I'm knows sure how to make that. money. Oh yeah, that he knows how I, to spend it too. He knows how to spend it and make it. And I still, I am with you guys. I still don't fucking get Avatar. It's been, I don't know how many years since it came out. I didn't get it when it came out. It gave me a headache when it came out, but that's, I think, more to do with the fact that I tried to watch a 3D movie with a migraine, which is like, I think that's my fault. But well, I know, I know Rob's been Cameron pilled. Rob's all in on Avatar. Oh, I went and rewatched thing. it. I went to the theater last week with my son, yeah, took him to see Avatar in 3D, and uh, it was super fun. Super, I mean, honestly, though, we talked about this before. Like, that is a movie mm-hmm. where there's a probably a bigger difference than any other movie made between the experience in the theater for sitting yeah. at home and watching. Oh man, watching it at home you're like, what what Awful. is this? Yeah. I had a, um, a friend came over from out of town and, you know, I was like, let's watch like come over have pizza and watch a movie and the movie she picked was Avatar and I think I don't know if it's possible to melt into your carpet out of disappointment, but I think there's still part of me back in that apartment because I was so <laughs> mad at that idea. I was like, you came all the way from Ohio to watch Avatar great it's, it's gonna be the winter of cameron 
He's he's just going to be everywhere. I'm surprised he hasn't traded up for a new wife. It's been, <laughs> it's been a, while. a while since he did the exchange. I know. Yeah. I wonder what he's waiting for. Probably another big hit. Yeah. He's all in on produ- uh, producing these sequels like he's yeah, yeah. He hasn't had time for a relationship right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. He's been way point. too sucked into blue cats and the Whatever the fuck they're up he's, to these days, swimming underwater. He's been, the way of water. he's been busy trying to drown Kate Winslet again. <laughs> <laughs> he might succeed. It seems like he might have gone a little off the rails since then. I wonder if his writing's improved at all. Like, no, there's no. I, way <laughs> I was well, going to say it's been a while. Was, he was interviewed like last week, I think, and he talked mm-hmm. about the writing process for the sequels, and he had a group of writers helping him and he would not let them start writing the sequel until they all figured out what made the first one successful so he made them all like break down the story and uh dig down to their granular granular level of what made avatar special and I, uh like it wasn't the writing big guy so i don't know yeah I, mean, no. I, I do i do love that asshole cameron is back because he was for a while yeah. i i feel like he was doing a little image rehabilitation like we said he was uh you know stuck with the same wife for a little while and i think he was trying to appear more as like a a wholesome dude but now he's now he's doing the hey you fuckos i built this studio <laughs> you, <laughs> i like right. it too it's like you you know you know all that stuff around here. That's Titanic money, bitch. I mean, when you have two of He's the three right. biggest movies ever made, you can. I mean, why can't you can do yeah. whatever you want? Yeah, and it's literally the last two you made. It's really the last yeah. two movies you made. The, <laughs> the, the only the only two things you've done in thirty years are the two biggest of the last thirty years. Yeah. yeah. This would have probably been at the beginning of this year when I was doing a little research into starting my own titanic podcast because i wanted to make sure that i wasn't directly stepping on somebody else's toes right not that there can't be more than one of something but it's like if someone's doing the exact same premise that i want to do we're gonna have to adjust our expectations of it. i mean there's a german titanic minute i haven't checked up on it in a long Sweet. time i forgot about that i gotta I, look that up no clue how they're doing but there's there is a <laughs> german titanic minute I haven't seen that film yet because I'm I'm saving that to watch with a, um, a friend of mine for my podcast at this point. But wait, I, I do want to watch it. Wait, wait. The, uh, the 1943. Um, yeah, it's the, the, the Nazi Titanic. It's the Nazi. It's right. the Nazi this, is, this is them talking about James Cameron's Titanic. They're just German, correct? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. I don't speak yeah. German. Yeah. Uh, Neither well, do we. Cool. <laughs> it's more than I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fun fact. Uh, footage footage from the Nazi Titanic movie was actually featured in A Night to Remember. I think which some I of think is a fantastic shots. fact. Uh, the germ the the Germans they knew how to make movies, knew how to make that propaganda. So so a year ago you found it, or this year earlier this year earlier this year, and I I listened to a bunch of Titanic podcasts kind of at the time. I listened to a few episodes of most of them to kind of get a feel, but I didn't stick with most of them, and I mean, the, my my plan was kind of not to stick with most of them, but you guys were just so goddamn funny. And there's a lot of podcasts that I've listened to where, you know, you get a group, especially when you start adding in more than two to three hosts, it can get a little weird, especially if not everyone gets along or Right. There's just someone who's like, like doesn't quite jive with the group because I've listened to a few episodes of four people and it's like, this is the world's most boring conversation. I don't understand why anyone listens to this, but I think because you guys were such good friends beforehand and you've done some work together, it was just 
a delight to sink into. And for, I, I have depression and it can get pretty bad. And when I have depression, I tend to listen to the podcast. My dad wrote a porno. It's. Oh yeah. It's a great podcast. It's so good. It's also a group of, of three very charismatic friends. And there's something about that vibe that I really like. I think it's just, it makes you feel like you're in a room of people without the practical downside of being in a room of people. So I, I really like the show and I just kept listening and. My mom also really likes the show. We ended up um, kind of binging it on the drive from uh, from Texas to Maryland. And I was listening to it when I was visiting my family and I kind of had the phone in my pocket and I didn't know anybody else was home. And this was the episode. This was uh, the Meeks episode. No, this was no, no, no. This was the White Wine Tom episode. The one with the etymology of uh, boxes. And oh I didn't realize my mom was in the room until I heard her inhaling after having silent laughed for like 30 seconds. So we just started listening together at that point. <laughs> Is that when I claimed there was no white wine in movies before that took place? Yeah. Before <laughs> yes, <laughs> this is also just, um, where the uh, monkeys and tails came out. And I oh, think yeah. I cried laughing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Where you okay. found out you'd been using that expression wrong for forever. <laughs> you know, related, related. You know, and I found out. I don't know if I said this on a podcast yet. So I grew up in uh, northern Wisconsin, and I have. I do not like bats. I'm afraid of bats. Fair. And so, um, I, since I was a kid. If I went outside, and even as like an adult, if I did something where I was outside in like a wooded area, I would always wear a hat because I was told <laughs> that that bats at night will fly in and they'll go get in your hair. And so I was mm. like, "Well, I can't have that. I actually, you know, actually have like a decent amount of hair. I don't want a bat flying into it." And so I was hanging out with some friends, including White Wine Tom, among some others. And I point out like, "Well, you should wear a hat when you go outside." I think we're talking about. Uh, uh, Joe and Duff, I think we're talking about theater in the woods when you go outside and you can see like a, a Shakespeare play outside. Yeah, in this, yeah. In yeah. Woods. Uh, I'd always wear a hat. State Forest oh. have that, I think. Yeah, yeah. I always wore a hat because they, you know, there's bats at night. And I mentioned <laughs> so you still you still believed this like recently? Uh huh. Yeah, until like earlier this summer, maybe spring. And I said this, and they were like, "What are you talking about?" And I was like, "The bats will fly in your hair, and you should wear a hat." And then I googled it because they're like, "That's not true." And I was like, "Of course it is." And I googled it, and it was a wives' tale that people told their daughters so that they wouldn't go out at night. Uh, and <laughs> It was like a it was like a Puritan way to trick people in the night. You got you in the year twenty twenty two. Yeah, you were still falling for the line they they used to keep fifteen year olds from going into the barn with the stable boy. Yes, in like in like, in like seventeen eighty. Thirty eight years old, and I finally learned like no, you, you, that's not true. They don't fly into your hair. That was actually a huge controversy. Wasn't that a huge part of that case that the big true crime case about the staircase? Where they were saying that an owl flew in at her, and that's why she fell down the stairs. Am I making this up? I'm probably making uh, this up. Boy, I saw the staircase when it originally aired. I don't remember. It's a yeah. long time. It's a very long time ago. That's yeah. a hilarious lie, though, if you killed somebody. It's just like you're not – it's like <laughs> – yeah. it's, it's, it's like weird enough where like someone would be like, well, I guess. I'd freak out if an owl was flying at me. I would also freak out if an owl was flying at me. I'm just I'm in, I'm imagining uh like 
you know, uh, Matlock up there. Like I'm no, I'm no big city lawyer, but I know if an owl flew in, I might lose my footing. I want to go back to Rob here, actually. Uh, <laughs> so how many times in your life did you think like you're going to go outside and you're like, wait, I should go get my hat. There's probably bats out right now. How many times did that thought go into your head? In your so life? like, okay. So like, let's say I was going outside for a couple minutes. It wouldn't be the case. But like, if I was going in theater in the woods, <laughs> did you, or, but were you like ready? Like, I, I, sorry, I know people at home can't see us. Were you like ready to cover your head? If you went out to like take the garbage out or something? No, no, that short amount of time, I wouldn't do it. But if I was at like theater in the woods for sure or anything like that, it was like, I, I mean, I'm wearing a hat. I'm, a, I'm, fly around I'm imagining, I'm imagining a fall bonfire and Rob just sitting there in a ski mask so that uh, bat, bats can't. <laughs> He's got fly like a welding terror. helmet on. What if they miss my hair and hit me in the face? <laughs> Not to lend any credence in either direction, but I did quickly Google the staircase and an owl. Um, it's uh, just. TLDR, it says, Pollard says what might have happened is that either the owl got into the Peterson house, got spooked by Kathleen walking into the bedroom, attacked her, and caused her to fall down the stairs. So that's, that's one theory. Remarkable. That's a theory. Yeah. It is definitely a theory. How, how, I have not seen the staircase, but how, how many times has an owl just flown into someone's house? Does that happen? I thought they were supposed to be smart. Yeah, like, bats. I mean, we. I mean, I. I mean, I've experienced a bat in a house before. It's terrifying. They get into places, but an owl. <laughs> terrifying. Oh, it's terrifying. I mean, yeah, when you're afraid of bats. I mean, it's bats and squirrels when they get in your house is just a roller coaster of franticness. Just, you know, because they just you know, freak out immediately, yeah. and then you freak out, which makes them freak out even more. Yeah. And it's it's good for and everyone like, involved. You know, you want to help them, so you just start screaming at them to settle down. Yeah, and... The way to handle a bat is a tennis racket, because with all the little Come things on, you can't man, they're, the... they're dying. Like, yeah, bat, just, bat populations listen, are plummeting. Whatever. If you get a good bat. <laughs> what do you mean, whatever? If you get a good bat. They got in the house, man. They they broke the rule first, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't invite them in. If they they're come not in, vampires, do you, think are, <gasps> do you think they have to follow vampire rules? No, but if, if you have a tennis racket or like a badminton racket, something like that, it works really well because they're so in the sonar, can't pick it up. Because of the holes, and you can just you can just knock them right over. I I don't think you're <laughs> credible in this area. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, keep a tennis racket if you have bat problems. Joe, I have a vampire story. Or if you play tennis, yeah, you have a you okay, you have a, a vampire story. Is this, this is, is true, this true? Unfortunately, this is a true story. Okay. Um, my freshman year in college, I went to a very small school in Pennsylvania called Susquehanna University. It's Transylvania. It feels a bit like that. Um, <laughs> but it was in the middle of nowhere, and it was close to the middle of nowhere. It was like you drove thirty minutes to get to Kmart. That was an exciting day if you had a car. Mm-hmm. And this may come as a surprise as someone who grew up to have a Titanic podcast, but I didn't have a lot of friends. I didn't have really any friends. But there was one guy who was nice to me in that way where he was like, that's the weird girl on the floor, but I'll just I'll just be nice to her, which was fine. But his girlfriend apparently didn't like this, um, which I didn't know about until I received an email from the guidance department saying he would like to talk to me. And I was very surprised because I kept to myself. Right. But 
I went to this, you know, thing and I sit down and it feels a bit like I'm being examined by a jury because it's me and probably six adults I've never met. What? And they, yes, it felt very insane. And they say to me, it has come to our attention that some students here believe that you may be a vampire. <laughs> wow. I don't know. How, how do you, how does one respond to such an accusation? Well, I actually asked my academic advisor how to respond and she said, I don't know, perhaps with a sense of humor. And for the rest of, I ended up transferring at the end of the year because it wasn't just this one person, this rumor pervasively spread. And instead of just being a silly thing people giggled at, they took it pretty seriously and would actively avoid me. And could you manipulate the professors? Because I honestly, this, uh, Number one is insane, but two, like, I'm very jealous. Like, (laughs) did you grow up in Salem in 1690? Because it feels (laughs) about like that way, doesn't it? (laughs) So, I, I mean, did you immediately just say like, "Well, let's get out a mirror, or let's go outside," or? I mean, that didn't seem to have any bearing because, again, these were this was a dorm, so at a shared bathroom, they had to see right. me brush my teeth like in the mirror. I had to walk to class in the sunlight. But I remember I went to go to get Chinese food, so I was gone for about forty five minutes. I come back to my dorm, and everyone in the hallway is clustered around my dorm door. And my first thought is that my roommate is inside and she's like passed out and they can't get in or like there's an emergency. So I come running up. I'm like, oh, my God, what is happening? What's going on? What can I do? And they look at me in surprise and go, oh you're there you're here and like i'm here i'm here what's going on what can i do we thought you went to go kill yourself and then the crowd just dissipates wow so that's how i was treated as a vampire that's tough in pennsylvania in 2008 i don't know if they've improved their vampire protocol since then i did not i have not gone back to visit i believe uh, i was looking it up students are required to wear garlic now yeah that's one of the changes they made it's probably not a bad idea yeah just to be safe you know in case i come back I mean, though to be fair i think they should probably just carry a, tennis rackets around then rob was this a twilight there thing this this was around peak twilight this was around twilight i don't know but i will say that the girl who started the rumor did have a poster of the lost boys in her dorm so mm-hmm. so the fuck are watching lost boys <laughs> Uh-huh. Reservoir Dogs reference freak. <laughs> uh, speaking of references in movies that I don't understand, a while ago I asked you guys to come up with a list of movies that you think that I should have seen. Yes. Because if anything, I have realized over the course of the past year, I have not seen nearly as movies as I thought I have. Okay. I'm very bad with. Well, movies. if you're judging, if, if you're judging by us, that's. I mean, you're talking to like three shut-in film major types. I mean, I am also a shut-in, but of a different sort. <laughs> of a vampire sort. Mm-hmm. Shh! Don't confirm the rumors are true. Oh, I came up with a whole angle for this that so might be might be different for your show. Um, okay. So, so I I don't know if you each wanted each of us to come up with a list or we're. I have to do a it list. Together. Yeah, I, I have a list. And I don't know, are we just going around one by one or giving a list all at once? I think one by one. Okay. I okay. did That's think more the fun. game all the way through. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I think the thing I struggle on this is like, what's a classic? 
right? It, I, like mm-hmm. it, it is a it's a varied definition. I think the, what we decide in the email is like I'm a we're all millennials. It's like stuff that we should probably recognize. So, do you want to tell people who are listening to this what the what our our job was as homework for this episode? No, I just want them to guess. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I asked each of these guys to pick five movies that they think someone in my age bracket, which is a millennial should have seen by this point in their life because i realized i like movies i love movies but i i really haven't seen i mean it was it was you specifically we're supposed to Mm -hmm. right supposed to pick out five movies that we thought you had seen or guessed you had seen uh i'll start all right night of the living dead no Pretty... I have not seen that. That's a classic, though, right? And we're not going to disagree on that. Yeah, no, I've, I've, I've def- I recognize it for sure. Uh, I'd say that's classic. I should have seen it. Uh, all right, I'll go next. Uh, Twilight. That I have seen. Wow. wow. Shocking, right? Going a totally I... different angle than I went on this. Well, part of, part, of me cheated, you, part of me is cheating because I listened to the podcast. Mm. Curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, the angle I went with was movies that I thought pretty much everyone around our age would have seen in school. Mm-hmm. So I tried to think of movies. I was confident that one of your, uh, teachers who didn't feel like working that day. <laughs> Teacher <laughs> hungover day. <laughs> I think this is a good angle. Okay. So I'm going to go, I tried to, to hit different subjects. Um, so let's, what did you, let's go, what, what's first period here? Let's start with history class. <laughs> All right. Have you seen Glory? No. I also no. haven't seen Glory. That, you, you never watched, had a teacher show that to you in school either? No, we didn't have a VHS or a DVD player. <laughs> you, did, you didn't have a reel-to-reel of that? Yeah, they just had overheads. Uh, there just weren't Joe, TVs in that state by that point. Joe, that yeah, is are you for real that your school didn't have VCRs? They did. They did. Because remember, I told a story about the time we um, oh, we had right. a substitute. We convinced her in our Spanish class. We went to the video rental store and we rented Eyes Wide Shut in English. God. <laughs> she was a very old retiree, and I don't think she ever taught again. There were complaints. Uh, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, li- I like. You don't say. I like the logic, though, Joe, because that was, that was a classic '90s uh, teacher needs to take a nap movie day absolutely uh, it's actually a pretty good at least i've liked it back then i don't know how it holds up but is that the kind of movie that they would allow to be shown in a catholic school yeah well that's actually that's funny that you ask that because it was taught <laughs> used in school so often that they had a special edited version for schools that you could buy because i remember seeing that on my teacher's vhs box that it was like oh. the school edition the huh. one so. they just removed all the black people on that one. Yeah, <laughs> it's just Matthew Broderick walking around by himself and yelling <laughs> in the air. My kind of film. Uh, boy, yeah. God, no, man, no I feel st- pretty surprised by that. Okay. I feel stupid because, Sorry. like, what I did is I tried to take multiple movies from multiple decades, starting with the forties. There's no bad logic here. No, and I didn't then, give any parameters at all. So, all right, this is on um, me. Okay, so I, I went with the '60s already. If Night of the Living Dead, I'm going to go in the '40s. Fantasia. Yes, I have okay. seen Fantasia. See, there you go. You got you got the first win here, Rob. 
No, uh, no, Twilight was a Twilight. Twilight. Oh, not Twilight. But yeah. I didn't think autobiographies counted, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I really fucked up that word, didn't I? Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, done. Uh, I'm up. Uh, Showgirls. Ooh. I have seen Showgirls. Showgirls Show is my list. You have to. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what this, do you, I told you, do you know what this list is? Is that I listened to the pod. I listened to Titanic talk line. Okay, and they talked about Showgirls? There was a reference to Showgirls. I don't know. Showgirls okay. is my favorite horrible movie. I like to torture people with that movie who don't really know what it's about. I'm like, do you have, have you the, seen Showgirls? Do you have the VH1 version where they airbrush bras on? <laughs> no, but that reminds me of watching um, Flashdance, the TV version. I think that the there they did some overdubbing, and I think the line in the original version was supposed to be like, "Yeah, I fucked his brains out." But in the made-for-TV version, what happens is she goes, "Yeah, we made mad, passionate love." <laughs> wow, those are cool. two very different things. Yeah, completely different. I had no idea what they were talking about. It was, it was still to this day, I don't know what they were thinking. What were they talking about? You have to ask my mom. Oh. <laughs> sorry, uh, Joe. I think, okay. Sorry. We're, yeah, this one, I'll I'll be stunned if you haven't seen this one, either through school or just life. Okay. Romeo and Juliet. Oh, Romeo plus Juliet? Yeah, the Basler. I, now, I was going to go with the older version with the boobs. The one with shot boobs? That, with yeah, a, I know Olivia. you're a little younger than us, so I'm assuming by the time you were in high school, the teachers would have moved on to the Leo version. I have not seen that. Wow. Wow. I know that that surprises good, good, good many people. Was, wasn't that if you were, were if you were a girl in the '90s? Wasn't that a requirement? You'd think it would be, but I was a lunatic then, and am a lunatic now. So I didn't really have any normal romantic feelings towards anything when I was a kid, and I think that kind of bypassed me. I ended up seeing Titanic because it was such a big phenomenon that I just bothered my mom because like everyone's seeing this movie, so if I don't see it, I'm not going to be cool. I was never cool anyway, but you know. This would have really knocked yeah, it down. Yeah, I mean, look at us. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but when you saw Leo and Titanic, that didn't like kind of did that spark something to want to see more of him? Not I really. I thought he was cute. I did. You were probably he was... around his the age he likes still at that point. <laughs> at yeah. that point, uh, <laughs> I would have been within his age bracket. Now, now, no, I'm an yeah. old, I'm an old bitch. I am eight years out of his age bracket at this point right. in time, which is that's. Fine. That's normal. Right. It's a very normal thing to do. Okay, so I'm 0 for 2. Remember, what, remember when they remember in the <laughs> studio had to actually issue a press release saying that uh, he was not raped by a bear in the Revenant because right. like <laughs> yeah. because like Matt a- Matt Drudge or some online lunatic like that like basically said like yeah he gets fucked by a bear and then it just took off and so 20th Century Fox like on their official letterhead was like uh we'd just like to clarify uh leonardo dicaprio's character is not raped by a bear that sounds and like the uh, richard Oscar. gear and the hamster thing oh yeah that's true though he's never publicly denied that yeah. it's true but in the same way that it just kind of like took off right but yeah the uh, richard gear confirm or deny we talked about that on our Pretty Woman episode, didn't we? That was a Patreon episode, I think, right? Maybe, uh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, we, we talked about we the Richard Gere gerbil thing. Uh, so, okay. Gerbil. I'm going to go with a Midnight Boy beloved movie that I believe okay. gets referenced multiple times during Titanic Minute. Speed. No. Oh. 
so sad in my heart. I know. I can see the visual disappointment. I'm laughing so because otherwise I'm going to cry too. Here's the thing about it: uh-huh. if the bus slows down below <laughs> 55, it blows up. Yeah, or 50. I think it's 50. Uh, 50. Yeah, I think it's 50. Yeah. What's fun is uh, I didn't even know the know. premise of the movie, so that's good to know. I'm uh, very disconnected. So this learning. this is where now I think I'm out of things I learned from the podcast. So um, <laughs> I feel like I know Rob hasn't seen this, but I feel like all pretty much every girl or woman I know has seen Sound of Music. I have seen the Sound of It's one of my grandmother's favorite movies, so I've seen that. I've been taken to a dinner theater to see that more than <laughs> once. Man, dinner theater. It was fun. I've been to two dinner theaters in my life. One was that, and one was some weird biblical musical that I remember nothing about, <laughs> except that it was a biblical musical. I've been to dinner theater once or twice because we have the Chanhassen Dinner Theater. It's kind of depressing. It's, I absolutely have never been to a dinner theater. It sounds bad. It's, it's not great. Yeah, it's like subpar food and maybe an okay show. That's the thing is that like if you have a good cast, it's a good show. But again, this is kind of like community theater level where maybe you get a prodigy once in a while. Yeah. Here's the thing I have with it. You don't do this by yourself, right? You go with a group of people or someone. Kind of weird to go by yourself. Yeah. Okay. But see, I would argue going by yourself is the only way it makes sense. Because if I'm going to go to dinner with people I like to spend time with, I'd like to talk to them. I don't want to like sit there and watch like some second rate show happening and like whisper. That's, That's not fair. your idea of a good time. No, as we mentioned earlier, as Joe says, I will. I like to talk. It's true. Yeah. It's yeah. I will say though that the sound of music in particular is a very interesting dinner theater uh, thing to attend because. Again, there's a lot of songs, and there are a lot of songs involving a lot of people, so there is a lot of, not audience participation, but they're just very close to you. Uh, I would be pissed off if I went, a dinner theater or regular theater, if I went and people started singing, I would be pissed off. <clears throat> that is not appropriate. Right. Yeah. Or if you're at dinner and the Holocaust occurs, also sounds like a bummer. <laughs> I mean... I feel like one of those is more likely to happen than the other. <laughs> But like, was that what Sound of Music takes? Is that that's a World War Two? I mean, thing? it's not. It's well, <laughs> it's like leading up to World War Two. There's nothing about the Holocaust. Oh, okay. I'm not going to explain. It. I'm not going to explain. Go watch Sound of Music. Just cross cross that off your list. Okay, we'll do. It's like before or after I watch Glory, the teacher's cut. Cut. <laughs> watch them simultaneously and see how much you absorb. There we go. All right, Joe, what do you have? Is this you? Is it Joe now? It is Joe. We are on Joe. All right. Um, let's stick with English class. Okay. Um, your teacher's on paternity leave, so they're gone for a while. We need more movies. Um, Dead Poets Society. Ooh, I have seen pick. that. Okay. Hey. My first. Yes. It I One it has three. been a while since I've seen it. I remember it being, I remember liking it. I remember it being good. I just haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, it's been a while for me as well. Yeah, that whole inspirational teacher subgenre is. Uh, I had like five different ones, but I thought that was the one you'd most likely had seen. They stopped making those after School of Rock, didn't they? I can't think. Wow. Uh, they may have done a bunch of made for yeah, TV that, ones. That's, I mean, he wasn't so much an inspirational teacher. Not well, he was not, a teacher who inspired yeah, kids. 
Well, but like the whole thing in that movie is he's kind of a loser who's just scamming his way to right, right. But like, but he turns I, out to, to inspire yeah. them. I mean, yeah. he, he he inspires them and he learns a lesson. And yeah, th- I mean that movie's awesome. I'm just it's not. I'm thinking of like uh, stand and deliver. And Jeff, that was about an OBGYN. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've had that. How long? How this long? Pre Louis. How long have you had, had that saved up? Uh, when about five seconds ago, and then you started saying "stand by, stand and deliver," and I was like, "Oh, I'm ready for it." Oh, Load it up, all right? Because, like, yeah, you like, I just put that on a, a t-ball stand, and you were ready for it. Yeah, I was ready for it. Yeah, I guess like the you're right. Like, pretty much, like the culture just got a lot more cynical, and yeah. pretty much everything involving teachers since then have been like, since you became a teacher, really, Joe. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, like comedies about teachers who don't give a shit, right? Like, uh, yeah, like wasn't there literally a te- movie bad called teacher. Bad Teacher or something like there's that? Bad teacher. Oh yeah, with Cameron. And then there's I a show AP movie. Bio. And there's the kindergarten teacher is not about uh, Maggie Joan Hall like abducts a kid because he's so smart or something, something weird, some weird thriller. I don't know <laughs> that one. I'm not familiar. I think I missed that, that one as well. <laughs> Maybe that's a, maybe I'm confusing that with sex. Uh, am I part of the moral majority now that I think the reason we have so many school shootings is we don't have wholesome teacher movies? I mean, hey, I, it's 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 worth discussing. It, you know, now that's a problem worth discussing. Hmm. I mean, there's you you could probably make a hey, graph. We didn't have school shootings when uh, Michelle Pfeiffer was sitting backwards in a chair talking about how Bob Dylan was the original rap star or whatever. And also, I don't know if you know this news, but R.I.P. Coolio related. <clears throat> what? He died, yeah, he died like, today. Yeah. Oh. I'm sorry, Duff. I'm going to need a second. <laughs> well, I think it's Rob's turn anyway, so we can give you a moment to get your thoughts together. All right. So I've gotten the 40s. I got the... 60s i've got the 90s let's go let's go 80s here i'm gonna let you choose the genre here do we want action or comedy i think i'm more likely to have seen a comedy from that raising arizona i have not seen raising arizona okay and for the longest time i feel like that was confused with that tv show raising hope and then i felt really stupid when someone (laughs) had to tell me that they were very (laughs) separate things they're different as is what you see a crossover though (laughs) <laughs> okay well i mean they all are always looking for new ideas netflix and all those people looking for something to churn out they everyone sure everyone needs content it's true feed that mm-hmm. content machine duff are you back together should we skip you while you uh all right i'm i'm processing the news about coolio yeah. um so i let's go with uh the breakfast club Okay, I have not seen The Breakfast Club. Oh, I was three for three. All right. That's one of those movies where it's, in my mind, in in everyone else's mind, it is an indisputed classic, and for some reason, it's... Mm. Three for four, Duff. I don't... Twilight. I don't... Three for... uh, I mean, it's a movie that I feel like most people have seen. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't... I mean, it is quote-unquote classic. Um, A big lesson of the movie is... Uh, weird geeky goth girls you should just put on some makeup and be prettier so guys will like you so I don't I think that was every rom-com in the aughts I mean it was too it was I feel like that was a big part of John Hughes but I mean we've 
I'm not a big John Hughes guy, and I feel like that's kind of the way the 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 world has turned now. But um, but it, it for our age range, it, I feel like it's very popular. Yeah, that's true. His st- his movies about adults have aged better than his movies about yes, kids exactly. Teenagers. Didn't he direct Baby's Day Out? He did. <laughs> How's that one aged? He's got I don't bills know. to pay. He had bills to pay, man. <laughs> We've all done stuff we are not proud of for money. <laughs> we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash the midnight boys. I'll just throw <laughs> that out there related. Uh- <laughs> it's always throw it out there. Anything you need to promote. Make money. <laughs> All right, Joe, uh, what, what part of the day are we at now? All right, uh, now it is May. No, it's late May. Your his, U.S. history teacher's behind. You finally got to the 60s and 70s, and he, no, they know there's no way they're going to get through. So they're going to sum up the 70s with one movie, okay. All the President's Men. No. I know that movie exists. I've never seen it. Were you shown that in school, Joe? I know, I know we saw parts of it for sure. Wow. We were shown Deep Throat, but not that <sighs> movie in our school. <laughs> yeah, that... you'd probably talk to sub into it. <laughs> Much like that. What other violently inappropriate films have you t- um, talked no, about? I never convinced really? anyone to do Deep Throat. Eyes Wide Shut oh. um, did for sure happen, though. It, it, that so one you're just watching, you're sitting there in Spanish class. Yeah, we got Hardy's. Watching too. an orgy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Eating did you have to walk to your next class with a textbook over your pants? Yeah, we're all we're all the bunch of guys had their hoodies had to, tied on their own backwards. Was everyone just, just yeah. I everyone just put a Hardy's just, bag over it. Everyone was. Just, <laughs> <laughs> Until I had softies. Just, just a bunch of... <laughs> just a... Just a bunch of greasy-dicked high school kids <laughs> trying to... All horned up because Rob tricked the substitute. I don't think I was the only one who tricked. I was part of a group who was... <laughs> Can you imagine being oh, an, a late... Like, a, a senior in high school and some guy... <laughs> Just coming up to say, "Hey, do you like Hardee's?" As like a as like a pickup line, like it's just the like it's a crumpled, worst, slightly damp Hardee's bag. It's it's it smells like chicken tenders or something. Crispo <laughs> burger, baby. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, yeah. Whew, all right. <coughs> all right. Well, oh we, I still have one more left for later, and it is. A movie that I feel like everyone saw in school, and in hindsight, it's inexplicable. Man, I, so, I'm, I, I never got fight. to watch Sweet. all the President's Men in school. I'm jealous. I movie, never got to have parties in school. I'm also jealous of that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Do you know yeah. there's this? I was just looking at the Hardy's menu, and there's a sandwich called the Big Hardy, and that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> so what do what do they call it in Carl's Junior Country? I don't know. I've never gone to a it's Carl. Called, it's called the Hot Carl. <laughs> I would not care for that. <laughs> well, speak for yourself. <laughs> I'm not uh, shaming. I'm just saying. Are we over to me? Are we over to me? I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. gonna do a, a more recent movie. Okay. A movie that I 
love and I did not expect to love. And I've since probably one of my most watched movies the last rewatched movies in the last five years. Is it Avatar? No. La La Land. I have seen La La Land. Okay. All right. I have seen that one. I have only seen it one time, but I have seen it. I liked it. Yeah. Charming leads. <laughs> Charming, good-looking leads go a long ways. I, I do like Titanic, Rob, Le- Rob, likes, yeah. Rob likes movies where good-looking people fuck. They don't have sex in that movie. Mm, it's implied. <laughs> I only saw it once. Not really. I mean, it's a Hollywood film fe- featuring a straight couple. It's kind of implied that they fuck. Well, I mean, I guess, but this is a concept of existence. I, yeah. I am, I good-looking couples on screen. I'm all in. They you also, have to you also, you also like a meat cute, and that has, has like the first hour of that is like one long meat cute. Yeah, like a good meat cute. Yeah, true. Uh, right, so you've seen two of the five I asked. Three of them you had not. For the record, awesome. <laughs> all right, three out of four. Ooh, all right. Uh, all right, I'm gonna legally blonde. I love legally blonde. Oh, four out of five. Legally blonde is such a charming movie. It's wait, it's she's one seen of... four of the five you've asked. Oh, what yeah. your numbers are all mixed up, Duff. She's seen three of the five, no, two of the five. No, she's seen Twilight, Twilight, mm-hmm. uh, legally blonde. Yeah, uh huh, showgirls. Oh, Showgirls, okay, three. And uh, what was the other one? Uh, Mm. Oh, okay, three of the five. All right. Still a winning percentage. Yes, thank you. Yay. Uh, Joe, you got the last one. I do. And and (coughs) when I thought of this one, I was like, I I didn't just see this once. I was shown this multiple times between middle school and high school. Okay. And – um, so, so I feel like if I had to watch it two or three times in school, you must have had to watch it once. Although you might be just a little too young for it. So maybe maybe they gave up on this one. We're going for the inspirational film. Mm. Are you ready right. to be inspired? Okay, I'm ready. Rudy. I genuinely cannot remember if I've seen Rudy or not. So I'm just going to be safe and say I don't think I've seen that one. Did you watch a movie about a small person who ended up becoming a con artist, the real life Rudy, who desperately wanted to play football for Notre Dame? I like how you say small on... person. Like, it's He's like for... a little person. Very small. That's the whole point of Rudy. Tyrion Lannister out there. He's like a... I was picturing like Peter Dinklage. It's not Peter Dinklage. Yeah, it's Sean Astin. He's small. Yeah, but he played a, a very hobbit. different visual. I'm sorry. He played a yeah. hobbit. He played. He did. I mean, he's five okay. six. That is small. That's too small. I would argue. Yeah, fit to play Notre Dame five, five. to yeah. just be a person. You know what? You know what? Just be, uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember if it was Titanic where we talked about what an utter fraud Rudy is. Because I think it might have been Force Gump. Oh, man, just fuck Rudy. Like <laughs> Ru- Rudy, Rudy is the poster child for just a, a middle or mediocre white guy failing upward. Like, just all he did was show up. That's all he did. Just show up enough. Someone he, get- he he couldn't take a hint. Yeah, someone gave yeah. him a pity play, and then he turned that into a lifetime uh, lucrative speaking engagement until he got busted by the SEC for what was it, like. 
power, like some type of Powerade drink type scam. What? Are we doing that? what? I didn't know this. He he was investigated by the Securities and Exchange Commission for lying about supplements or something oh, okay. like that. Sweet. The alternate ending. <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh, the uh, alternate ending you uh, you want to talk about. Here's the thing. I I will find this and I will send it for you to listen to if you like. We did a Titanic rap party. You did, and I'm mad that I found out about this whole thing yeah. four years. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> too fucking late. Because uh, I would yeah, have four gone. years too late. We <laughs> talked about the al- we talked about the alternate ending. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, fr- one of the people there did record it. We had we had discussed uh, putting it out as an episode. Ultimately, we did not. But I will gladly Fair. share the MP3 Fair. of that to you for your own enjoyment, if you'd like. I'll listen to it. Of th- Okay. I would love that because I have the alternate ending is truthfully, in my opinion, one of the it's worst things I've ever filmed. It's real bad. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. awful. It is. It, it is so also, bad. I think, <laughs> also, it, it, like, it, it's like he hired people. It's like it, he hired vaudeville style actors and it was like, make a really so incredible face and then told the actors on set. It basically all right, this indulges all of Cameron's worst writing tendencies. Which is like, again, like I just made a joke about like he's not big on ambiguity, and it's just he. You don't always need to have an aha moment, James Cameron. It's okay that Bill Paxton doesn't know what happened to the diamond, because like the whole, (laughs) because like the whole point of the Bill Paxton Brock, that's his name, Brock Lovett. Brock 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 Lovett. Yeah. Uh, Brock love it or leave it is that Brock learns uh, you know it's the really hacky cliche you know it's like oh the I never really got what Titanic was about and the diamonds don't matter and then he was going to have an ending where they're literally about to run down an old lady so that they can get the diamond (laughs) it's just so clunky and awful the movie the movie's at its worst when it's not when it when it's at present day, like the the beginning present day is fine because ultimately you're setting up like why are we hearing this story, right? So you, you know you mm-hmm. you know you mm-hmm. weaken at Bernie's old rose it, so she can like tell her little story. In theory, it's an okay <laughs> framing device, right? It, and, and that's fine. And then you get like the exposition about here's what happened to the ship and it broke up, and then you know Harry Knowles tells the story, <laughs> um, and then. <laughs> And then you know you 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 fall into this entire world, and one of the things the movie does outside of like of, I guess I should know this. How many times we break back into present day? Once, twice, um, once. It's two or three. Two or there's the time. Much. I, don't, I mean, I there's once. There's remember. once where she talks Not about how it was so erotic and how horned up she was. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I think that uh, so. I think that the present day scenes work really well for literal children. And I say that because I was a literal children when I saw this movie. I was eight when it came out and I saw this in the theaters. And at that time in my life, anything that was like older than 10 years was a hundred years ago. Like any point in history ambiguously took place in the past somewhere. So watching Titanic and having that tie together was important. So as a starting device, it works really well. And I think you're right. Also like frames in a way that all of a sudden you're back. And there's sort of that moment when you, when you, you know, you, they're boarding the Titanic and it's, it's, you know, it's like a wow moment in the movie, right? You'd see the ship. It looks incredible. Uh Uh, And, 
by the time you know we watch Jack die and this whole thing, you're like so into it that when you come back into the present, you're like, oh, this again. And so the least amount of time spent with Brock and old Rose, the better. And yeah. so, like having Brock try to stop Rose from throwing the die, all oh, it's stupid. Who cares? So Nobody dumb. cares. I like everyone's over the top reactions after she throws it too. I think that like Lewis looks like he's trying to be both the tragedy and the comedy symbol oh, from the Jesus um, Christ. Lewis, Lewis is yeah. still <laughs> one of the just dumbest characters ever created. For uh, also, just... if he saw her throw it, he would have been able to track it down. They've got everything they need. Yeah. Right. He'd be able to be like, "Oh boy. Okay. Well, she threw it here. Here were the conditions. We'll find it." But the fact that she throws it without anyone seeing it means he won't be able to Lewis, find it. Lewis would have ran immediately to the submersible. Like we're getting that motherfucker right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, there's no way he could dive under after it. He wouldn't be able to not float. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. No, he I had so much Hardies. Hardies. <laughs> Oh boy, big hardy. Yeah, it's it's a bad scene. And on like you said, one of the worst scenes I've ever seen that in a proposed big budget movie. I think it's just interesting to me that um, you know, it got filmed. Yeah. They filmed it. They filmed and they produced it. They got far enough in I the mean, process before someone was like James. I mean, to go to go back like James Cameron was coming off of Terminator 2 and True Lies. Like no one was going to tell yeah. him what to do. Right. Yeah, that's true. And still no one's going to tell him what to do. No. <laughs> Avatar is... Uh, Jesus. Yeah. No, it's I a, still can't believe there's, they're going to make... How many total are they making? 13. <laughs> they're going to be live before <laughs> yeah, times sure. eventually. He's, I don't actually he's doing, know. He's doing I two and three. I thought it was three more, but it he, might be four more. He's, he's alluded to that it depends. I think it's two and three for sure. And then he said it depends on how those do. And he's also said that maybe he'll have to hand off the the mantle to someone else, kind of like they're doing with Indiana Jones now that James Mangold's going to direct the next one. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Because okay. he's, he's not a not a young dude. He's got to be pushing 70. Right, right. I think so. It's about time for him to find another wife. Maybe then he'll gain some youth back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I know he's I, I think he's pretty healthy. I think he's vegan and doesn't do any stimulants or anything. But I mean, he spent... You and I don't have that in common. He spent, what, 15 years making one movie? Like, he's got to pick up the pace. Yeah, yeah. He's taking about as long as he is uh, to make movies as I do, writing the hypothetical novel I've been talking about since I was, I don't know, 10. Well, what's, if what's the novel know. about? It's about a, it's a fantasy world that's going through a period of war because I kind of wanted to <laughs> explore that concept. I don't have enough going on in my life already. <laughs> I need to do other weird shit. <laughs> I mean, you're talking to oh. people who did a minute by minute podcast of Titanic. So yeah. you also did minute by minute of Forrest Gump, which I have started listening to. And in one episode, you guys said that you were hoping that someone would experience Forrest Gump through your podcast. Well, I have seen Forrest Gump, okay. but it's been an incredibly long time. So I kind of am experiencing the movie through your podcast. It's bad. And it's kind of stunning to go back and watch it and be like, like, this is real. Like they, they made <laughs> this and people liked it. Yeah. I, I, I don't remember seeing it and I, I, 
I think maybe I was just too young when I saw it. It's kind of, yeah. but it's too. the same thing as Titanic, where it's such a cultural force. Where after mm-hmm. after a while, I was like, oh, you haven't seen Forrest Gump. The difference is like what we learned when we did this podcast, which I don't. Mm-hmm. I think we had some understanding of, but not really. Is like the Titanic fans are out there, and there's a lot of them. Yeah. Whereas, like, there aren't. There aren't any like. Forrest Gump fans. It's all boomer. there are people who it's, like Forrest Gump. Well, it's all boomers and they don't know how to use podcasts. <laughs> that, that's true too. That's true too. But it is like a. It is a, definitely a difference. But yeah, I, I have a question for you three. Sure. I and this might end up being like all immediate yeses or something. But if if you had a chance to go down and see the Titanic, would you do it, or would you be too scared to be that far below the sea? Uh, I'm not going down there. <laughs> no way. I'm <laughs> no, not going down. You wouldn't there. go. No, I, okay, I did an interview that's not out yet with David Concanon, who's one of the guys who has, with the Ocean Gate exploration, gone down there. Okay. And after talking to him, it was like, mm, that's enough stories, I'm good. Like, I, uh, because he talked about just like, number one, it's two and a half hours down. That's two and a half hours to think about the sheer absurdity of what the fuck yeah. you are doing, descending two miles to the bottom of the sea. Uh-huh. And then once you're down there, I think he also made a point that it's like Titanic takes away from you more than it gives to you. And I think that's a really mm. valid point about um, – For most people, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> For most people who have who have been to Titanic, you would absolutely be correct. Yeah. Um, and I think he has a valid point because I think it's the same kind of concept as like I've been to um, Dachau when I was in Germany. Mm. And it's not the yeah, kind of too. place you go – yeah, you don't go and come away going. Sound of music. Ah, refreshing. It's not that sort of experience. So I can see where you go down to Titanic. It's dark. It's scary, and then it's just the sight of fifteen hundred people's death, and just an immense like that mammoth ship. Just the that's, sheer size of it, like it. That's scary. It's spooky to me. I mean, it's and that's. I mean, again, one of the things I still think is great about the movie, especially in a big screen, is that that the underwater footage is fucking spooky as hell. It is. Yeah. yeah. I, I would, I'd like to say that I'd be a yes, but just again, like uh, I, Rob knows about this uh, because of, he has a condition, a hearing condition. And I've had to, you know, do a hearing test where you get into a thing that is kind of like a coffin. And that takes like five minutes. And I started to freak out. And I'm trying. I hate hearing tests. And I'm trying to imagine doing that. Uh, number one, for two and a half hours just to get there, and then when you get there, it's just a dark ghost ship, and you have two and a half hours to go back up. I, yeah, I could not do it. I yeah, I think just the ear pressure alone, but, but I couldn't do it. I'd be like, God, oh, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of no. It's a lot of swallowing. I, there's there's not enough there's not enough xanax and marijuana so i don't have to ask if you're a spit or swallow or we know now <laughs> not not enough xanax we and marijuana on earth is. for me to go down there. <laughs> <laughs> also uh we have not even touching on there's sea monsters down there it's terrifying yeah, beast. Good point. <laughs> yeah good point well i I, I wouldn't even hesitate before i said yes i would have oh, really Absolutely, I. You're I, brave. The, the ghostly, like I, I think it'd be like scary in a like a thrilling and awesome way. Uh, I would, I th- I'm I a think, little sub boy. Uh, yeah, you are, you <laughs> true. Yeah, you you do you do love the you do love the subs. 
Jesus. Yeah. yeah. I, I realized that wasn't elegantly phrased, but I'll, you know, it's fine. No, I think it was phrased perfectly. Yeah. I, <laughs> just, uh, take me down. Take me to the Titanic, take Daddy. Down, yeah. <laughs> Daddy, take me down. Daddy Cameron. Are we, are we at the if, bottom? I yet? would absolutely call him Daddy. The That's whole a rule. Time. We <laughs> if anyone meets James Cameron, you just got to call him Daddy. I love I'll Titanic Daddy. I'll do it. I'm never going to be allowed within a hundred feet of that man now. Uh, he's, uh, I'm 99% sure that daddy gave me my first R rated movie. I think aliens was the first. rated mm. movie. Oh, thank you, daddy. <laughs> thank you for the xenomorphs, daddy. <laughs> God bless. Teaching the benefit of a double jaw early. Got it. Oh boy. Oh. Yeah. I, I have a, I do have a Titanic question for you guys, especially now that it has been a while since you've seen seen the movie. Yeah. You, I think the big joke is like when did you let it in? But I'm I I'll tell you for me in my Titanic story when I'm done when it kind of like became real for me, but when did that happen for you guys? Was that something that had happened when you watched the movie before you did the podcast or not i guess it really depends on how many times you've seen it beforehand i i think it's a movie where i think we um i feel like i'm the only one of the three of us that actually by the end of the whole thing i uh kind of liked it more like i think i had let it more in this process sort of forced it out of me a little bit i always enjoyed it um but this was definitely like by the end i think i had was probably at the peak of my I don't know if fandom would be the right word, but appreciation of Titanic. I think I'm, I, yeah, I, I'm there with you. Um, you know, I would say it's like a, a four and a half out of five star movie. Yeah. I, I, I think the, the only, like, I, I understand criticisms of the, you know, generic Romeo and Juliet dialogue. I think the biggest drawbacks for me are what we talked about is the, the present day stuff, but, uh, mm-hmm. I I don't know. I had I was very familiar with it even before the podcast. So I was You were the biggest fan coming in for probably. sure. Probably. Right? I, I knew it a lot. I think I um I say I I saw it three and a half times in the theater because once I was um uh on a trip with my parents and I was like it was like my my dad was traveling for a convention thing and he we went along and so it was kind of a vacation slash business trip. And they're like, all right, you're on your own for the afternoon. And I went to go, I went to go see scream two and scream okay. two is only like 90 minutes. I'm like, well, I have like an hour and a half to film. Like, Oh, all right, I'll go sneak in the second half of Titanic. <laughs> That's cool. It works. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it is, it is old school spectacle. Like it is, yeah. you know, it's, it's just, pure craftsmanship i think the effects hold up really well uh i think i i especially as time goes on i appreciate how earnest and unironic it is uh i think that's the biggest thing especially as time goes on and everything you know especially in the age where everything's a goddamn superhero movie everything is just the you know josh whedon uh quip ironic dialogue And, you know, this harkens back to, even at the time it was kind of square, but it's, it's refreshing almost now. 
Yeah. I, I don't think I appreciated enough at the time we were making it. Um, I, cause I, I think the, 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 the downfall in quality of movies of that scale, like, it's not like we even really recorded that show all that long ago, but it feels no. like even in the last four years, um, the, the movies that are being made are just getting so lazy that are trying to achieve the spectacle, like at, at the scale that Titanic does like yeah. now when, when like we we've got even just TV shows that they're spending hundreds of millions of dollars on and like the boats moving through a water looked like something from a PC game from like 1999. Yeah. And I think, and, and so I, might be I, the last movie that came out in route since that, since we started that podcast and ended it that like looks great visually and there's like a big box that like a big blockbuster type movie mm-hmm. yeah probably i um, yeah probably that's probably the one but yeah it's i agree with that and there's there's been a lot written about how you know since disney just bought everything up and just churned stuff out that no one has any time to make things look good yeah and and i i would also say that i probably didn't appreciate it enough at the time like James Cameron as a as a writer and, and sort of uh, as a storyteller, it can be pretty sometimes be a little simplistic and within the case of dialogue, kind of childish at times. And I probably don't didn't at the time appreciate it enough that the effort that he put in. Like I say, I'd rather watch a good movie with bad politics than a bad movie with good politics. But James okay. Cameron does like genuinely make an effort and uh, to like include a like in the case of Titanic, like making a very class class conscious disaster movie in a country that very actively tries not to be class conscious is a noble thing to do, especially when you get into the 21st century. And basically the only way you can get over $200 million to make a movie is if uh, you get like the seal of approval from the Pentagon and the department of defense, then that, then that lets you make Top Gun Maverick or a movie or something like that. I uh, I watched. It, 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 he's the only guy that's doing it. I yeah. I, when I rewatched Avatar last week uh, with my son in White Wine Tom, oddly enough, um, you know, and and I, we had an Avatar episode. I think I said this, but like even more so now. Say what you want about uh, Avatar. And there's plenty of criticisms, and most of them are fair. The fact is, the biggest movie ever made, uh, mm-hmm. box office wise, is clearly because it's not subtle, it's James Cameron, is anti-Iraq war and pro-environment. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, like, you know, yeah. uh, that, to Joe's point, you don't really see stuff like that because it just doesn't – there's just – I don't know. Like, I don't think it's a case there's on appetite for it. I just don't think there's the money for it. Well, there, yeah, well, it's I impossible to get the money the, if you're going to do yeah, that. Yeah. I, mean, the, I also don't think everyone has the privilege to be able to make a movie like that and brand it as such. Because I think for many people, if they wanted to make a, say, pro-environment movie, they wouldn't be able to be, like, outrightly saying that. You'd have It would have to be yeah. some sort of, like, backwards or – not backwards – background message right. to something. Otherwise, it would be branded as insert kind of film here yeah, or, yeah. you know, some sort of – It is It know, is pretty wild movie. how the, the bad guys of Avatar are the government and the military and corporations. Like, yeah <laughs> and it's not subtle either no, i mean again it's james cameron but you know they may as well just be wearing star spangled everything to put a cherry on it uh so the thing i the other thing i want to say about cameron's titanic that as we get away from 
doing a minute by minute podcast about it is that, <laughs> you know, just kind of listening to Titanic talk line episodes and just kind of thinking about. I can't believe you listen to more than one of those. And, well, <laughs> I mean, you listen to our show and there's 190 episodes of that. So that's. I've listened to your show more than one um, time. <laughs> so the. <laughs> You know, with a lot of historical movies, the further away you get from it, it's like, yeah, there's, and again, it gets, there's like a case by case basis where, you know, it's like Lawrence of Arabia or something where it's still great, but the further you get away, it's like, well, they kind of fudge this or that. But like Titanic, it's really like Cameron really did his homework and it, you know, more or less, it seems very, very accurate. Um, except for like maybe a couple small things like, and it's, it's pretty wild how all like how fanatical he went (laughs) about that movie and made 20th century Fox send him like to the bottom of the sea. Like he would not, (laughs) not do models or anything like that. He's like, Nope, you're going to pay for me to go in a submersible. Deal with it. The other wild uh, this is not really connect to anything, but the other wild thing is that um, I feel like it wasn't even kind of public knowledge until the movie that the ship split in two. And I know that, you know, the Titanic heads that kind of knew about that in the mid eighties onward, but, mm-hmm. but like just the idea of that's like that, that ship cracked in half. That's wild. It's still a bananas concept to entertain. Just, yeah. One thing I kind of the spookiest thing I think about is like what it must have been like to see that from a lifeboat where all of a sudden all the lights go out and you can just kind of see by the whatever moon and starlight there is. And it's just this giant ass ship. I can tell you what it feels like from a lifeboat. Lucky. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, uh, l- luck is great luck is graded on a curve at that point but yeah, yeah. So rob would rob would just be scrolling on his phone to see which restaurants were still delivering <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's like McDon- will mcdonald's deliver out here <laughs> let me check doordash um but just to see i mean i don't know the specifics of how long the ship was just see something that at that time was the biggest yeah. ship in the world crack in two in front of you and just hear people screaming as it went into the sea I wouldn't like it that. It is an part. upsetting notion. Yes. Do you think James Cameron would make a good Hindenburg movie? I think it would be awesome. I it's mean, I, too fast. I think it would be super entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. That is a very, I'm, I think I'm with Joe on this one. That's a really quick disaster. Yeah. What if um, Big Bird was on it? Big Bird. <laughs> <laughs> Are you in now? Is this Sesame Scream too? Sesame Scream. <laughs> Actually, that's that. That makes me think of an interesting "what if." Like, would Apollo thirteen have been better if James Cameron directed it? Yes. Of Ron oh, then Ron Howard. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, probably. I mean, I mean Ron Howard's agree. pretty trash, but I'm. I go. I mean, actually, is pretty good. Go back, is. I mean, I. I don't think it'd be any worse, but. <laughs> so here's, and this is something that I think was posted on the dissolve a few years ago is that they had a hypothetical what if james cameron did jurassic park mm. and mm. i i gotta say i think i think it would be an improvement 
I don't think it would be. No, because so much of the what holds up with that is like the interaction between the peep, the characters, and the people. Yeah, and yeah. I'm, I just don't think he he has quite the touch for that part of it. But yeah, I, I'm with I, I'm with I'm with John that like. I think he may have been able to improve a little bit on maybe like the visuals or, I mean, they're, they're already really good, yeah. but you know, James Cameron does have a special touch with those things. I would, I have to give him that. So I think maybe he could have found a way or some kind of Cameron-y way to like make it extra cooler. But I, I agree that I think a lot of the benefit is the interactions and the dialogue and well, he just shouldn't be allowed near that. And should he be allowed near children? Mm. <clears throat> question. Cause yeah. there's, <laughs> In fair, I guess we'll find out because there's like, and isn't one of the new avatars like they have? Yeah, like, avatar they have babies. kids. In fairness, I, I don't want. I usually the worst part of any Cameron or Spielberg movie is if there's little kids. That's that's usually not the not the yeah. good stuff. Yeah, but the kids are fine in Jurassic Park. Mm, they're they're. I do not care for them. They're very well. Young. They're. they're... <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I, you don't have to care for them. They're, they're... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sam Neill's there to care for them. Uh, Laura Dern's there to care for them. Yeah. Not, not much a, Laura uh, Dern isn't there for the care for them. <laughs> I have a ti- another Titanic question. Okay. It is... This is this is going back to the scene where the Irish mom is putting her kids to bed before the water comes into the room. Yeah, the, the Irish goodbye. Irish goodbye. <laughs> um... <laughs> Immediately after the ca- the camera pans away, the humane thing for that mom to do would be to smother those children, right? Am I nuts? Because no. otherwise they're just about to be like frozen and drowning in a room. I mean, I, I can't go swimming one more time. I don't. I don't know if I don't know if asphyxiation by smothering or water is because if you're a parent, one seems like it takes longer than the other. If you're Would you parent, rather have your mom kill you or the ocean? I think I'd rather have the ocean do. He it. puts them to sleep. I mean, it's. I don't think the mother should have to kill her children on top of dying herself when the water. I agree. I'm just wondering if that's the better solution than dealing with the screaming and flailing that is about to happen in about 20 seconds. I mean, because that to me seems worse. So I think I think as a parent, the the um. It's a hopeless situation, so she's trying to like make it not scary for them, yeah. Which is fine. That it's it's a whole nother step. If your brain thinks there's a point oh 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 one percent chance that maybe they won't die, you don't yeah. suffocate them. Yeah, yeah. You can't be the one that makes that decision. That is true. I think that the this is something that even occurred to me the first time I saw it, which I think should tell you a lot about what kind of human being I am. But it was upsetting to me because I was thinking, well, they're gonna. You're going to hear the story, and they're going to go to sleep, and in one minute, they're going to freak out. Yeah, but and maybe they're open mouth sleepers, and they'll be real fast. <laughs> Just take care of it by yeah. being a mouth breather. Yeah. yeah. They have sleep, yeah. sleep apnea. Yeah. I don't... I, uh, <laughs> even as a kid, I was just like, I don't know, that seems like... Tor- I, I think maybe it's because I'd read that drowning and freezing drowning seems like a worse way to go. I don't know. Would you Both drown of them seem awful. You froze? I don't think you'd have time to freeze. Yeah, I think you would. No, you would. F- you would freeze, but you'd be very cold while you're drowning. Right. So it'd be a twofer. But isn't that just like falling asleep ultimately? No, getting cold is like falling asleep. Drowning's bad. Drowning. Drowning is they the, the, the super too. Part. Do they? Well, once Ooh. you know, once Who's you're there? dead, I imagine. <laughs> uh, the people that did it, mermaids. <laughs> Mermaids <laughs> reporting back after a seance. Mermen. Uh, oh, the mermen. I mean, yeah. no, no, 
no good choices there. Um, there aren't. There are not. I, I think, in my opinion, because I'm uh, terrified of drowning, I was like, I think I'd rather someone just put me out of my misery before that could happen. Yeah. That might be just acting out of personal. It seems like either way, things are going to be done relatively soon. So maybe spare yourself of actually murdering your children and let the ocean do it. (laughs) I don't know. Is that better or worse when you have to explain to whoever or whatever is in the afterlife? Or like, well, I didn't want to kill them. So I just let nature do it. I was there, though. Yeah, I think that one's easier to explain away. Then, then the like, then the be like, why did you suffocate your children? Yeah, I mean, just, listen, you were in I'm Florida, putting it in uh, Daddy's Poseidon's hands. Yeah, wow. Casey Anthony <laughs> got away with it. True. Mm-hmm. She's this she's is good. Yeah, she's thriving now. <laughs> Living and thriving. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. I think that's just me being, like I said, absolutely terrified of the concept of drowning. I feel as though almost any other way of dying would be better. Than drowning. I wouldn't want to burn. That's yeah, lower that's on my list. Definitely worse. Okay, yeah. that's fair. I just remembered that one of my least favorite scenes in a movie ever is from the one of the Final Destination films where two girls are burned alive in tanning beds. Because here's the difference. Here's how I know. Yeah, those movies have the most insane deaths. <laughs> here's how I know. If you were burning, mm-hmm. you were on fire, you would jump into the water. Mm-hmm. If but if you were nearby. drowning, you wouldn't jump into a fire. <laughs> you've got us there I don't have anything to say <laughs> <And> you're right <laughs> where's the lie uh, yeah. nowhere I think this is once again just showing that I watch way too much true crime and don't spend enough time outdoors yeah. you're just flailing <laughs> oh, around okay. at a lake and someone's trying to throw you like a life preserver like no light a fire, have to smother light a light fire. A fire. I'll jump in the fire Otherwise, I'll drown. You need to evaporate the water. Ugh, that's all that that is. Ugh, guys, I think I've kept you for way longer than I should have, but I appreciate you coming on, dealing with my failing through an interview. But oh, no worries. I, uh, we're the ones. Trust me. I'm sure. Ultimately, we're the ones that disappointed. <laughs> I'm. I'm just curious how you. I think I was great. But... I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I feel like we brought exactly as expected. Uh, I I just I mean, you have you didn't do anything wrong at all. Uh, I'm just curious how you present this as an episode because your other episodes you've like semi serious conversations with people and there's back and forth, and this is just our usual rant. Lump cut it. Just yeah, lump cut this. Ran- oh, yeah. This is just our our usual random stream of nonsense and whatever. I think at this point, what head. I should do is cut myself out of it because oh. I <laughs> just no, tear it as it is. But um, before I do let you go, I am going to get mildly mushy just because I would like to. But I think I mentioned at the beginning of the episode um, for any listeners who don't know that I have I have depression and. When I have depression, sometimes it keeps me from sleeping because my brain is just replaying every possible thing that could go wrong in my life. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea what that's like. <laughs> really? Oh my gosh! Oh, I envy you so. What are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, it's just just like ah. Oh, Duff and but, Joe uh, are known to being incredible sleepers. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the, that's, the, that's the best time to think about everything that you did wrong. Yeah. Right before you go. To bed. Uh, um, I'll, I'm going to make a, a little addition to that. It's the best time to think about things you did wrong 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. 
really good to go back to elementary school. It's it's also a great time to to just kind of turn around and around in your mind a problem that you can't control and can't solve. (laughs) Uh, That's usually where answers come from. That that's the (laughs) that's the good sleep time. (laughs) <laughs> to your point about things that I did 20 years ago that I randomly remembered the other day. This was, I don't remember how old I was, but I was at the age where I was having trouble communicating with my parents because that's what you do. So, so what so I decided zero to... to... Yeah, now, that's, a, that's a thing you grow out of? Yeah, I don't think so, but I think at some point in time you outgrow the phase in your life where your solution is to handwrite out the lyrics to Linkin Park's Numb <laughs> and slip it under your parents' bedroom door. Oh... <laughs> Oh my. Oh no. So that's what's been keeping me up for a couple days. That is that is that is an I don't think I've ever told that story before. Yeah, the funny thing is they probably don't even remember it. No, I don't think they have any clue. And I'm betting you when they saw it, they were just like, the fuck is this? And threw it away. Yeah, I just yeah. But in my mind, I was like, they're just they're gonna get it. That is an extremely aughts uh thought right there. Not to to date myself, but um, when I can't sleep, though, I tend to listen to my dad wrote a porno because I've I've heard that one and it's predictable. So, you know, I latch on to a predictable narrative and I go to sleep. But your podcast has been added to my I am depressed and I can't sleep playlist because now that I've listened to it once, it's really, really good background it helps me latch on again. I latch on a familiar narrative. It's really fun, and, and it's it's good, usually wholesome interaction. But as someone who swears all the time and doesn't edit anything, I have zero problems with that. But it is it's it's a really really fun time, and at least for me, it's like I genuinely laugh when I listen to it. Which when you're depressed, sometimes it's not easy. So, you know, like scream laughing at the concept of people discussing the etymology of a box <laughs> is. <laughs> It's absolutely fantastic. I miss Sea Monster Facts. Um, I love Wreck of the Week. I would, of the Week. I would, I, I can cap out a, um, speakers kind of the same way that yeah, you can when you do Wreck of the Week. It's like, <laughs> yep, I can do that too. But you know, there were things that I enjoyed, and I know that you know it seems a little bit hackney when people do that, but it's like I would like to thank you because I know that there's a lot of work and time that goes into making a podcast and you made it it is complete and now people like me who are four years late to the party (laughs) can listen to it and enjoy i mean i appreciate that because uh it was uh, it's it's one of those things where we did spend an inordinate amount of time on uh and for whatever reason people enjoy it and continue to enjoy it you are not like the only person to discover it recently um Mm -hmm. It like uh, I get emails when people sign up for um, Thinking Feeling, which was a newsletter our mm-hmm. friend Caroline did every week. And like, there's still every month one or two people that sign up for that newsletter. And I'm always like, no, no more emails. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, no more of these coming out. Yeah. And like, it's still so like people for, you know, for every reason, uh, people really like that show. And, uh, and I think the reason isn't necessarily Titanic or anything. It's just that like Joe and Duff and I've known each other for so long. And uh, ultimately the reason we did this was it was a reason for the three of us to schedule a time every single week to hang out virtually. Cause we all live in different cities and mm-hmm. uh, regardless of, and that's why we're still doing stuff because it's just, yeah. uh, you know, guys don't do well with just like, let's talk about how you're doing. But no, if you give do- us a task, no, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I'm fine. We can, we can do it. Yeah, it's can hang. You know, being Midwestern, it's very uncomfortable for me to accept praise. But, uh, <laughs> but I, you know, not it, me. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't I, know how you got that. I do. You know, it it warms my my shriveled up Grinch heart. Cockles when I. When we get, you know, when we find out that we put something out there into the world that uh, brings people a little bit of joy or happiness. Um, yeah. It's... Well, it does. And I mean, you're talking to someone who shot on their own podcast like 63 times over the course of the interviews. <laughs> I mean, I also have a really hard time accepting praise as a concept, but I know it's it's an older podcast and it's finished and there's not, you know, more coming out, which is disappointing. But it it's, it is... I think that what does make it, you know, so quote unquote magical is that you can tell that you guys are great friends. And then, you know, when you do rib each other, it is obviously not out of malintent because, you know, sometimes you listen to a podcast where someone thinks they're landing a joke and it's like, you just insulted that man's entire history, but good for you. We edit those parts Um, out. (laughs) (laughs) Before the world war starting ones can come to air, you just snip them. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it, it, it's really fun to listen. If no one on my show has listened to um, Titanic Minute, they should. And I'm currently making my way through Forrest Gump Minute. That stupid shrimp boat song gets stuck in my head every oh, God. God. That song. Oh, I'm only four minutes it. at a time. So that's a lot easier to get through. It, it is. But that shrimp boat song is. Mm, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm Man, so mad at that I, song. I never want to watch Forrest Gump again. I don't want to hear <laughs> Forrest Gump again. I don't know which episode it was where I just fully like melted down and realized I do not like that movie. I'm, yeah, the opposite <laughs> of Titanic Minute, where you were more of the Forrest Gump fan as well. And unlike Titanic, where you continue to enjoy it. There was you had uh, a breaking point for us where you were like, "This is awful." And yeah, I don't ever want to talk just, about it again. And which is ironic because we had we breezed through it four times faster. It was a shorter movie <laughs> that we did four yeah. minutes at a time, and just, uh, just yeah, I, I don't ever want to think about Forrest Gump again. Whereas like now, well, I whereas like right now, after talking about, I'm like, man, I want to watch Titanic. I'm a, you know. <laughs> Well, I haven't reached meltdown minute in Forrest Gump yet, so I'll 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 be sure to send you an email when I've reached it. But uh, <laughs> uh, is there any? Did you guys have any last minute questions for me before I hit the stop button? So how? I mean, obviously, maybe you don't know, but how how many episodes are you going to do with Titanic talk line? Just keep going as long as there are people to talk about Titanic with. Uh, yeah, that's the plan, or until I get hey. bored. Whatever comes first, good, right? Good on you. I was, I was just curious because it's not really, you know, with minute by minute, there's obviously an mm-hmm. end point or sometimes there are seasons of things. But, hey, just right. keep keep talking to the Titanic heads until you run out of Titanic heads, which does not seem like it'll ever happen. I have no. I have a question for you, and I'm going to ask uh, it because the people who would care to know the answer probably won't hear this, but I'll know. Who is your favorite uh, guest? On, so far on on titanic minute not on your show because they'd hear oh, it. I, I mean on titanic minute oh, on titanic minute i i think i'm partial to white wine tom just white because that tom. that Ooh, box are go. human uh editing alexia here just want to say that i've realized that the person i'm talking about with the box episode is meeks meeks is the one with the etymology of boxes uh do definitely recommend listening to both episodes both hysterical both hilarious back to the show 
is genuinely one of the funniest things ever. And I think that was the episode where Joe melted down the loudest. <laughs> I'm going to have to go. I don't I remember. I mean, I remember ass. that kind of, but I'll have to, I'll have to refresh yeah. my memory. It was also a good minute for him to have because that one happened during the first class dinner. So there was just like a lot going on. He was our on. fine was, dining expert, I right, believe. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have that one like saved in my little bookmark episodes that if I ever am like that. Hard. I will let him know. I'm sure he will appreciate <laughs> it, that. Not to say that everyone else was like bad. You don't need to say anything. anything good. They're no, not good. They're, they won't know. You can oh, good. They all sucked. Never know. But no, I that particular episode was just an absolute wild ride. It was an amazing wild ride. But um, before I let you guys go for reals, for reals, what do, I know that you guys are doing um, a free podcast. Are you doing anything that's going to be coming out soon? Are you doing another minute by minute? Or are you absolutely done with minute by minutes for the time being? I think we're done with minute I, by minute. I can't think of anything Fair. that would lure us back to minute by minute. It's an ex- It's an exhausting <laughs> process. It seems like yeah. It. I mean, we essentially we record five. I, episodes I can I can week. think of uh, money. Money would get us well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How much would James Cameron have to pay us to do Avatar Minute? I, How much would not, it take Joe for by his standards? Not a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm assuming someone's already done. Hasn't already been done. I'm assuming someone has. No, I don't think so. I don't know. I'll, really? I'll have to look it up. Yeah. Joe, would he have to pay you? Would him being an intro that said, "This is Daddy Cameron, and this is Avatar Minute," be adequate that's, compensation yeah. for you? Yeah, I, that's plenty. More than enough. Oh. <laughs> we just Daddy the entire time. Where are my subs at? <laughs> I'm never calling him James Cameron again. He's just no. Daddy now. Yeah. To me. When Daddy made this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try that next time I talk to LA and see what um what reaction I get. Uh so depending on when this airs, I mean a free podcast has uh seasons coming out uh somewhat regularly. Uh mm-hmm. the one the season we're recording right now is uh movies directed by people who got their start on the Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Oh. prior to that, um I mean we have uh Work t- sucks. tons of seasons or seasons about yeah, how work sucks about movies. Awful. I know movies featuring the internet. Uh, uh, movies that came out in 1997. Uh, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, all, we have all, quite a few. And uh, we named the podcast a free podcast, which means when you search for it on your podcast catcher, you won't find it. Yep. Uh, so what you should do is go to a freepodcast.com and then click on one of the links to subscribe yeah. because or, we screwed up. I or, screwed up. Or maybe or maybe Alexia <laughs> could link to it and that would help people. Or that. I absolutely will. Uh, and that. what I did to find it was on my podcasting thing, I looked up Midnight. Yep, Ooh, that's the other way to show you all of your podcasts. Yeah, but now that's been stolen. By the right. ringer guys, yeah. Hey, as long as people mm. keep accidentally subscribing to us and giving us money, like that yep. one person. <laughs> Yeah, one person said I was looking for the other one, but found you guys. I listened to both now. I yep. was like, oh, good for you. Right. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you for sharing we that were with first. me, random stranger. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, awesome. Well, thank well thanks guys. for having us on. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Thanks really for reaching out. It. And, uh, you know, I'm uh, glad, you know, you can carry the Titanic podcasting torch forward. Yeah. I am doing my best. It was a lot of fun. And, and Rob, what do you always say about fun? best part about fun is how much fun it is.
guys, that was so much fun. I, I had an amazing time doing that interview. And if you want to get in touch with the Midnight Boys, you totally, totally should. The first place I think that you should start would be their Patreon, which is patreon.com slash the Midnight Boys, all one word. You can also find their work specifically at afreepodcast.com and titanicminute.com. That's um, websites for each podcast. You can also find Titanic Minute on Facebook. It is facebook.com slash titanicminute. They also have Twitter, twitter.com slash titanicmidnight. Uh, they have a group on uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash groups slash Titanic Minute Steerage, all one word. And you can also find them on Instagram for their um, universal account, and that is instagram.com slash Midnight Boys Pod. That is Midnight Boys Pod, M-I-D-N-I-G-H-T-B-O-Y-S-P-O-D on Instagram. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I had an amazing time talking to them. Please follow them on their socials. Um, Also be sure to subscribe to their shows, give them five-star ratings, sign up for their Patreons, and be sure, uh, Patreon, they have one, and be sure to sign up uh, to receive notifications from, I think, their website. I should have that info on it. And you should also follow uh, my show on all the socials and send me an email if you want to get in touch. I'll see you in the next one. Bye! Titanic Talkline was created and produced by me, Alexia. Be sure to keep up with the show on all the social medias at Titanic Talkline on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That is all one word, Titanic Talkline, T-I-T-A-N-I-C-T-A-L-K-L-I-N-E. If you want to get in touch, be on the show, sponsor the show, or have a question or anything you want to tell me, send me an email at titanictalkline, again, all one word, at gmail.com. That's titanictalkline at gmail.com. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time. Bye!